Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's, and a special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us today. I'm not sure how big of a fan of snow you are, but to wake up this morning and see white, I don't know that it gets much better than that. Came here to church and you see the, the white pyramids uh, and the white stole, white, the liturgical color for today, white, the color of the saints, clothed in Jesus' holiness through faith in him. To wake up and see white one day when Jesus coming with the clouds and with all his holy ones, coming in might and majesty to take us to be with him in the clouds, to wake up and see white. Uh, Today we celebrate Saints Triumphant, the third Sunday in the end time season. We'll follow along with the order of services that's printed out for you in your worship folder and projected on the screen. Let's begin by singing the first hymn, 211. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And also with you. God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore, let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For all that we need in life, 
and for the wisdom to use all your gifts with gratitude and joy. Hear our prayer, O Lord. For the steadfast assurance that nothing can separate us from your love, and for the courage to stand firm against the assaults of Satan and every evil, hear our prayer, O Christ. For the well-being of your holy church in all the world, and for those who offer here their worship and praise, hear our prayer, O Lord. Merciful God, maker and preserver of life, uphold us by your power and keep us in your tender care. And let us pray. Almighty God and Savior, you have set the final day and hour when we shall be delivered from this world of sin and death. Keep us ever watchful for the coming of your Son, that we may sit with him and all your holy ones at the marriage feast in heaven, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for the anthem.
our first lesson from Daniel chapter 12, Daniel prophesies a time when we will see white, when all those who are wise for salvation through faith in Christ will shine like the brightness of the heavens. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is God's word. Our second lesson for today, taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, serves as the basis for our sermon. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of our God.
stand in honor of the gospel. The gospel for today taken from Mark chapter 13. When the Lord comes again, we will see white as he sends his holy ones, his angels, to come and gather us from all over, even the ends of the earth. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 551. mercy and peace to you from God our Heavenly Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ our risen and returning Savior. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today the second lesson from 1 Thessalonians 4. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight O Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was about a week before her wedding, and no one could have seen it coming. She certainly wasn't expecting it, but her father had a stroke, and he was not able to walk her down the aisle because they had to bury him a couple days before her wedding. The boy was in first grade, and then... The car he was driving in with his parents was hit by a drunk driver, and that boy didn't make it to second grade. She was a grandmother of nine, but there was a brain tumor, and it wasn't able to be operated on. And so the next two grandchildren to be born didn't get to meet her. Death separates us from the ones that we love. It separates us almost always well before we were ready for it, and it separates us, leaving us with heartache for years to come. We could probably list off countless different examples of this. Each of us has a situation in our family that we could recount, 
And unless the Lord Jesus comes again first, it will happen to you and me as well. But today the Lord instructs you and me on what has happened to those who have died and what will happen to those who have died in him. We will be together with the Lord. First, this is hope for grieving saints. And then this is also encouragement for struggling saints. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. It talks about sleep in death here. As Pastor Miller mentioned in the sermon last weekend, uh, the souls of people who have died, the souls don't sleep. They are well aware of the the paradise that that they're enjoying with the Lord, uh, the better existence with the Lord. Their souls don't sleep. Nevertheless, the Bible here and in several other places compares death to a sleep. And it's really a good comparison because if you've ever seen a body lying in a casket, it looks like that body is asleep. And in the same way as people who are sleeping wake up, so will all who have died rise again on the last day. And just as we look forward to sleep and we don't have anything to be afraid of just taking a nap, going to sleep, so believers who die in the Lord can look forward to that. They can not be afraid. They have nothing to fear about it. So death is asleep. What Paul says here, he doesn't want people, Christians, to be uninformed about that. He wants us to know what's going to happen and what has happened. It's because there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of ignorance out there. There are many people who think that when someone dies, they just decay and that's the end of them. Many people today believe in some sort of reincarnation where after a person dies, their their soul enters a different body, whether of an animal or of another person. Some people think that when a person dies, that person becomes an angel and watches over us and reminds us of their presence with a, a twinkling star or a blooming flower or a darting bird. But God clears up this information. He he doesn't want us to be uninformed about what truly does happen uh, for those who fall asleep in death. When people, believers, die, their soul and their body separate, their body decays in the ground, but their, their soul goes to be with the Lord. God wants us to be informed on this, as he says, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Those other ideas about what happens to people when they die are just that. They're ideas. They're opinions. There's no grounding or basis in them. Everyone grieves when a loved one dies. Some people grieve at different paces, Some people grieve to different degrees. There may be anger, denial, sadness, shock. There may be other strong feelings one way or the other about it. But we grieve with hope. Hope in the biblical sense of hope. Not just, well, this might happen or it might not but hope that is confident and certain because it's based on Jesus' death and resurrection, that historical fact that was recorded in the scriptures, witnessed by hundreds of people and confirmed by the Holy Spirit himself. This is a fact. Just as sure as fire is hot and water is wet and gravity pulls us down to the earth. So we have this hope that the Lord will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. It is certain and confident for you and for me, for all believers. We don't grieve like the rest of the world who has no hope. Now apparently the Thessalonian Christians, who were so excited about and eager for Jesus to reappear, for Jesus to return, 
they were concerned and maybe even afraid that believers who already died would miss the bus on that. They, they wouldn't get to experience Jesus coming back. But Paul reassured them, you, they will. They will be a part of it just as much as you will. And you won't precede them. They will go first. They have gone first, in a manner of speaking, because those who have died in the Lord, they are wearing white robes of righteousness and holding a palm branch. They are in paradise with the Lord right now. They serve the Lord day and night in his temple. They never hunger or thirst or experience pain or die ever again. That child that you brought to the font, that the Lord called home, that has fallen asleep in the Lord, that child dwells beside the river that flows from the throne and from the Lamb. That spouse that you stood by at the Lord's table month after month was fallen asleep in the Lord now has a place at the banquet, the feast in heaven. That brother or sister that you sat with in God's house week after week as you were growing up who has now been called out of this life has a room in our Heavenly Father's mansion. They've gone before us. That parent who read devotions with you and prayed with you. That grandparent who sang hymns with you and drove you back and forth from Sunday school, who has died in the Lord, is now singing with the angels in heaven. That Christian teacher who had a listening ear for you and guidance from God's word in that tough time that you went through, who has now died in the Lord, is with the Lord in heaven, has gone before you. The faithful pastor who proclaimed the gospel to you week after week from the pulpit and in the classroom and in the gymnasium and in the hospital room, and in your living room, with the Lord. That longtime church member, who was an example to generations of faithfulness and godliness and service in the Lord, is with the Lord now. And we have the Lord's own word on it. This isn't just a theory or an idea or a possibility. This is the Lord's guarantee and his promise that the Lord will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him and we will be together with the Lord. Know it. Remember it. Look forward to it. Because this is hope for grieving saints. But this is also encouragement for struggling saints. All oh, the Thessalonian saints, they struggled. When Paul was there preaching among them, jealous Jews formed a mob and started a riot and started dragging Christians, the Thessalonians, before the governing officials, trying to get them in trouble, trying to get them thrown in jail. These people are worshiping someone else and serving someone else other than Caesar. The Thessalonian Christians were struggling, suffering the same kinds of persecution that the saints back in Jerusalem went through being hauled off to prison, arrested, being stoned and put to death, being persecuted. They were struggling. They struggled with temptations as well. As you read through 1 Thessalonians, they needed to be encouraged to work, not to be lazy. They needed to be encouraged not to commit sexual uh, immorality like the people around them were doing. They needed to be encouraged not to take revenge and to live at peace with each other, among other things. They were struggling with Satan's temptations, trying to lead them away from the Lord because it's difficult to follow the Lord in this world. They were struggling because saints here are engaged in conflict. We are at war, spiritual warfare. We are part of the church militant as long as we are here. We struggle against temptations and false teachers, against doubt and despair, against Satan's lies and against sadness. And each of us struggle in our own way. Some may struggle in their marriage. Other may struggle with 
the consequences of their foolish sins. Some may struggle with a sharp tongue that slices deep into their relationships with others. Still others struggle with depression or mental health problems or bitterness toward God over the death of a loved one. Saints here struggle. And that's why Paul says encourage each other. We have been our own worst enemy when we've stayed silent. When we press mute instead of encouraging each other with these words and God's word. We are our own worst enemy. When we change the channel and change the subject and refuse to confront issues that are struggle, people are struggling with. We defeat ourselves when we unplug from the encouragement God wants for us and is designed for us at worship and Bible class and when we gather with other believers in the Lord. We defeat ourselves when we only want to stay down in our own disheartenment and not seek to lift others up. We've lost. To encourage here, the word for encourage means to be called to someone's side. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us through these words. He comes to our side, puts his arm around us, weak and weary, struggling and disheartened Christians, and points us ahead to that day when the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Only the Lord knows when judgment day, the last day, will be. And when that time comes, he will announce it with a loud command. He will signal and sound the order for the angels who have guarded and kept us, God's people, in all of our ways to come and gather us to his side. There will be the voice of the archangel. Daniel talked about the archangel in the Old Testament lesson this morning. That great prince, Michael, who protects God's people, the mightiest of the mighty ones who do God's bidding, the archangel will also call out when the Lord himself returns. And the trumpet call of God. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus associates that trumpet sounding with the sending of the angels to gather his elect, his chosen people, from all over the earth, whether they're alive or asleep in the Lord. In Revelation, those trumpets sounding announce disasters that will happen on the enemies of the Lord's people. And so the picture here is that the alarm will sound. This will be noisy. No one will miss it when the Lord himself comes again, bringing his cherubim cavalry. This is a picture of rescue and deliverance for God's people, for you and me, for the saints who struggle here. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will rise. The dead in Christ will rise first. And then you and I will ride an angel airline to meet the Lord in the air. And we will be together with the Lord forever. As much as we look forward to the family reunion in the skies, to be reunited with our brothers and sisters in Christ, the most uplifting part about that last day is that we will be with the Lord. Because there is no one else in history or in our relationships or our friends on Facebook, no one else who has loved us deeper and been through more for us and loved us more than the Lord Jesus. We will be with him, with the one who is hung in darkness on the cross so that we will shine like the brightness of the heavens with him who went through the most shameful death on the cross so that he would receive and return with glory and power and the life that he has won for us. With the Lord who was lifted up from the earth on the cross so that you and I will be caught up together with him in the skies. With the Lord who was separated from his God so that you and I will be gathered to him on the last day. Recently, we've had some couples celebrate anniversaries, 
40, 50, 60, 68 years, the Lord's love surpasses any of those. He's loved us since before the creation of the world and will love us throughout all eternity. So that's the highlight. The most uplifting part is that we will be with the Lord himself forever, together with the Lord. Know it. Talk to each other about it. This is encouragement for struggling saints. This past week we celebrated Veterans Day. So thankful to those servicemen and women who have fought for us, served in the military for our country and for us. Perhaps in this life there are few who understand being separated from those you love better than those who serve in the military. Facing death for their fellow people. But there's not much more inspirational to watch on a screen, on TV, than when a serviceman or woman comes home and surprises his wife at the front door, or his daughter at the ball game, or her son at school. The long embrace, the tears of joy, the happiness, the togetherness, the excitement brings a rush of emotion and brings us who watch that to tears. That is just a small sample what we have to look forward to on the last day. Yeah, we know it's coming, but we don't know when. What a joyful surprise that will be to be reunited with our brothers and sisters in Christ, to see the Lord himself, to be done with all of our warfare, all of our spiritual struggle, and to only have peace and togetherness and joy and happiness on permanent leave from this world's warfare. This is hope for grieving saints. This is encouragement for struggling saints. Know it and remember it and look forward to it and talk to each other about it because we will be together with the Lord forever. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We sing the next two verses of For All the Saints. Father, 
He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please watch over Jim Ike, who was hospitalized this past week with what appears to have been heart issues. Please grant him stability and a smooth recovery according to your will. Holy Spirit, we praise you for the washing of rebirth and renewal given to Simon Edward Lecker later this morning. Keep him close to Christ all his days. Bless his parents and sponsors to raise him in the true faith. And keep us all alive to God in Christ Jesus by the power of our baptisms. And in his name we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated for the distribution.